All right, so let's go. Um, t- uh, today we're going to learn about the Vesa Mikdash because that is a good thing to do. Uh, the Rebbe asked that uh, we learn something related to the Vesa Mikdash during the nine days, maybe even during the three weeks. I think during the three weeks. Um, so it's an appropriate topic. Uh, obviously, everything in uh, you know everyone has their own style of doing things, and so uh, we're going to do it in the way um, in uh, in the way that I particularly found interesting. Uh, last year, in the beginning of the year, we uh, did a series on Zionism, and when we did, we touched on what we're going to be doing today. We touched on it for about five minutes, but today we're going to dedicate the entire uh, the entire <coughs> class to the subject. So we're going to begin way back in 1904, and you had. The Rambam Rashab penned a letter er, to a chassid, I think it was a chassid, by the name of Mordechai Yitzchok Shur. I don't know much about him. Looks like Mordechai Yitzchok Shur was a rabbi of a community. And he wrote to the Rambam Rashab that someone was saying something in his uh, local community somewhere in Russia about Zionism. So, a little background. In the late 1890s is when Zionism burst onto the scene as a major political movement. And you have a lot of from Jews who join. And part of the, if you're from a Jew and you join a political movement, so usually, and we see this today in other contexts as well, usually you add religious spin to it. In other words, it's one thing to say, you know, I think it's good for the Jews to be in this place or that place. There's a whole other thing is when you infuse the political movement with religious meaning. So a lot of Jews were doing that. They were, they were infusing Zionism with religious uh, concepts including, well, the idea of we're all going to Eretz Yisrael and people are already moving, and by 1904, we already had a few groups that moved. So, oh, Kibbutz Goliath. Kibbutz Goliath is a religious idea. It's a Jewish idea, Jewish historic idea of Kibbutz Goliath. It's a promise in the Torah and the and Ksuvim. And, um, oh, so that's what's happening now, is we're having Kibbutz Goliath. And so you had religious Zionists who were saying that we're living through now the time of Kibbutz Galiyah. So someone in the community of Rabbi Shor said something similar to this effect. And he wasn't the only one. Many were saying this. But what was special about this one particular man, we have a little more information about him, though we don't know his name, was that he also, um, not that he also, was, yes, that he also quoted the Al-Tadat. Meaning, uh, what do you try to do when you have an agenda? You try to find as many sources as possible. Ahmedrish, Agamara, Rambam, he found the Al-Tarab. And he quoted this Al-Tarab, a, a, a quote from a, a, from a Maimer of the Al-Tarab, that seemed to support his idea that we're living through now Kibbutz Goliath. And so Rabbi Shor writes the Rebbe Rashab about this, and the Rebbe Rashab is not happy. The Rebbe Rashab has already, by 1904, written a number of letters against, uh, against Zionism. And so he responds back to the Rebbe Rashab does with a long letter. And um, the Rebbe Rashab is upset. And he explains why he's upset, and we'll go through that, and we'll see that, and then we'll see what the rabbi had to say about this issue. So let's read inside the first text. I received, Rabbi Shor, I received your letter. And it hurt me very much. Um, it hurts me very much to see that the Jews are still listening to the, uh, to the speeches of the wicked people. And the Rebbe Rashab gives a lot of words uh, to describe here the wicked, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the wicked people. They're destroying the Jewish orchard. They're, this is a Lashon and the Gemara where you start undermining things. And they're planting poison amongst the people. Which is poison that, uh, that, that deadens and uh, burns the soul. And it, what hurts the Rebbe Rashab is that this is going on. Everyone has seen their shame publicly. Everyone knows that we're talking about heretics. Everyone knows that we're talking about wicked people. And so, uh, why are people still listening to these uh, drashas? Again, our, our focus today is not at all on, on Zionism per se. And so, therefore, a lot that's packed into these lines is something that we're just going to have to let pass uh, for right now. 
Omnam, the letter continues, Bidvar Ashar Echod one of the members of your community went out, Veheran showed Inyan Kibbutz Goliath, the idea of Kibbutz Goliath, Hamavur Besidr Abenu, which is explained in the Altar Abesidr, Al Pasek Tilasa Bekachasidim, on the Pasek Tilasa Bekachasidim. So what happened over here? Happened here is like this the, Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe said many Maimarim. Alter Rebbe never wrote down any of his Maimarim. The Alter Rebbe and the Rebbe were the only Rebbeim who didn't write their Maimarim. Everyone else wrote their Maimarim. So other people wrote them down. After the Alter Rebbe passed away, the Mittal Rebbe published many of the Maimarim that were related to Davani, and he called it Siddur and Dach. He took the Alter Rebbe Siddur, he took Maimarim that he had written down, and he put it in a volume, and the Mittal Rebbe printed this, called it the bigger Siddur, Seder Tfilis, Mikal Hashana. That's printed by Kahas. It's that Siddur, Siddur, and Dach. In the, <coughs> there's a mimer on the Pasuk Tilasa Bekachasidim. And basically, it says over there, and we'll see, see the quote soon here. You need another uh, paper? Bala? You're good? Okay. It, it says over there in, in the mimer that Kibbutz Goliath happened before Mashiach comes. That's what it's going to say. Okay? The Kibbutz Goliath happened before Mashiach comes. If you say Kibbutz Goliath happened before Mashiach comes, so again, if you know this historical. Uh, arguments that were going on at the time, that's what religious Zionists were saying in 1904. Yeah, Mashiach's not here yet. Yeah, we understand that Mashiach's not here yet. But this is, the person of Mashiach's not here yet, but this is Kibbutz Goliath. And, and so this person found support for this idea from the Maimon of al because al says that Kibbutz Goliath is before Mashiach. And so someone said this, so Rabbi Shur writes this to the Rabbi Rashab, and the Rabbi Rashab is going to issue this letter in response. So first, let's see what is the quote from al Siddur uh, from the Siddur, the Ma'alta Rebbe's Mimer, it's text number two. Said the Alta Rebbe as follows. This is the root cause for why Jews are in exile. Meaning the root cause, the Pashtus, if you have Jews throughout the generation, so it's because we did Averis, so therefore we're in Golos. Chassidus and Kabbalah say, no, there's a deeper time for why we're in Galos. It's because we need to do bitter oilam, where we need to fix, rectify, cleanse, purify the world uh, through Torah and Mitzvah. So often that is interpreted into the Gerim passage, where the Gemara says that we went to Galos in order to get Gerim. That's a Gemara. So this teaches that it doesn't mean only or at all literal Gerim, but it's referring to this same idea here. The Alter Rebbe doesn't mention that here. Ah, continues Alter Rebbe, in the Indian Kibbutz Goliath, what is the idea of Kibbutz Goliath? Kibbutz Goliath, after we finish the beer, uh, the Jewish people finish uh, cleaning up the world, so then we could have Kibbutz Goliath. Right? If the whole reason why Jews are present in exile is to do good work in exile, so the second we're finished the birur, we don't need to be there anymore. So then we can have kibbutz galus. So when we're finished the birurim, we can have kibbutz galus. Continues the Alter Rebbe v'zeh atam lekibbutz galus dafke koidem sheyavoi Moshiach sidkenu b'meira v'yameinu. Use the words of Alter Rebbe again that he said in the mime. This is the reason why kibbutz galus kibbutz galus happens before Moshiach comes. Why? Because what's Kibbutz Goliath? Kibbutz Goliath means that, well, so we're going to get a little Kabbalah here and a little Chassidus for a second, but basically it's called Nitzut, the sparks of Chesed, the Ma, I'd rather not spend time on this right now, which is the idea of the Shadish Chlalos in the Shammat Yisrael, the Chlalos HaKibbutz HaZeh, Azhoilah Fa'ilah Makayim Arishin, and then these sparks need to return to their original source, Shubchin is Ur Abba Makar Kala Chasadim, which is the Ur of Chachma, which is the Makar of Chesed, Achar Shekvar Asu V'Tiknu Ma'a Shebechot HaMlasakim, after we already did all the Tikkun that we could do. Let's explain just this on a, in, a, in a, what Alter Rebbe is saying here. Now, the Rebbe is talking about over here, and it's going to become clearer as we'll go on, a kibbutz Goliath, we, you know, we think about kibbutz Goliath, about human beings, and on the map. Do you live here, or do you live here? That's, in Nigla, what kibbutz Goliath is. But the truth is, there's much more to kibbutz Goliath, and what we're seeing over here is the whole mystical side, the whole Kabbalistic side, the whole spiritual side to kibbutz Goliath, has nothing to do with people in a map. Rather, it has to do with sparks, and whether those sparks are in a place and where they're in Golos, where it's in Klippa and in, in, in improper things, or are they able, or, or the Kibbutz Goliath refers to the gathering of those sparks and everything returns 
to, uh, to its source. So what we're seeing over here is that Yidin have their Avodah, what we need to do. We, got, we, get, we, gather, we gather all the sparks. And that's the Avodah of Kibbutz Galis. After that, Moshiach comes. Mashiach comes, he's like, okay, so you did already whatever you could do with the sparks, you brought them from here to here, so Mashiach now going to come and take them and return them from a higher, uh, in a, on a higher level. So therefore, by definition, if you think about the Kabbalah, you have to have Kibbutz Goliath before you have Mashiach. Because again, Mashiach is about, after you brought the spark from uh, one level to the next, Mashiach can take it to the next level, and so therefore you have Kibbutz Goliath before B.S. Mashiach. But... Strip it of the context for a second. We'll come back to the context. Strip it of the context. Just look at that one line. Kibbutz, Galius, Kaidim, Shiyav, Mashiach, Kenim, Heavy Man. I can imagine in a shtetl in Russia, I don't know exactly where this was. There's a guy running around the show. See? Kibbutz, Hagalius, Kaidim, Shiyav, Mashiach, Kenim. Okay, so Mashiach's not here. Okay, but I have the right to call this Kibbutz, Galius, right? It, what, it, what was the traditional answer at the time? No, this can't be Kibbutz Galis. Why Mashiach's not here yet? Right? You're a from Do you believe Mashiach? No, Mashiach's not here. Okay, so this is a project to call it good or bad, but it's nothing to do with Mashiach. No, 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 but it says right here, Kibbutz Galis, Kaidim Shabbat Mashiach. So I have a right to say that this is Kibbutz Galis. So this is what's happening uh, over here. Says Rebbe Rashab in his response. Number three. If this, uh, the shower of the text, <clears throat> if he really wants to rely on the Alter Rebbe, he should look what the Alter Rebbe wrote on the Pasuk, or look in the a few pages uh, uh, before that, where it says, what does it say over there? The Alter Rebbe elaborates on the point that which is, the main subject we want to talk about today is that there are two things, there are two major nevuas regarding Mashiach. One, Yerushalayim is going to be rebuilt. Number two, that the Jews are going to gather and return to Eretz Yisrael. A few pages earlier, the Alter Rebbe, Siddur and Bach, it says over there that Binyin Yerushalayim is going to happen before Kibbutz Goliath. So that works against you, because Binyin Yerushalayim did not happen yet. So if Binyan Yerushalayim didn't happen yet, you can't say that what's happening now in 1904 is Kibbutz Galius because we haven't really built Yerushalayim. What's that? What do you mean? We did, and we paved a few roads and we did a few things in Yerushalayim, so maybe you could say, says, says the Rebbe Rashab, the Inyan Binyan Yerushalayim, what does it mean when we say rebuilding Yerushalayim does not mean the roads and the garbage. It means, Whenever we say Binyan Yerushalayim in Judaism, referring to Mashiach, we always mean Beis HaMikdash, not only Beis HaMikdash, but a Beis HaMikdash that's going to descend from above, which is not our subject of today, there's the Beis HaMikdash Momailah, there's the Beis HaMikdash that we build on our own, and the, the, the stira between them, which we're not going to address. So when we say that Kibbutz Golis is happening after Binyan Yerushalayim, what do we mean? We mean that there's going to be a Beis HaMikdash that's coming down Momailah, and there's going to be Ashras HaShchina in this city. And that's what the Alter Rebbe says. And only after that do you get Kibbutz Goliath. And where do I see this? As we say in Shemana Esrei, in the Bracha Binyan Yerushalayim, we say, We ask that God dwell within it. So when we speak about, so don't say that, yeah, a few Jews moved into Yerushalayim and they opened up a, a corner store. That's not called Binyan Yerushalayim. Binyan Yerushalayim means the Mikdash and it means the Shekhinah. So you see clearly a few pages earlier, that the Alter Rebbe is saying Bin Yerushalayim is happening before Kibbutz Goliath. So right away you see that to come around and to start saying now that we're living through the time of Kibbutz Goliath, uh, given the fact that Bin Yerushalayim hasn't happened yet, so you can't really say uh, what you're saying. Where does the Alter Rebbe say this? Uh, uh, so now let's read the quote inside. Sidr and Dach al-Apostol Nidcha Yisrael Yechanes Zok the Alter Rebbe Boyinye Yerushalayim Hashem The building of Yerushalayim by God is Koydan l'Kibbutz Goliath Tzitchiyat HaMais and Kiyodua As is well known It's well known because it says it in the Zayar We'll see the Zayar in a second Uchanal As I said earlier Ba'acharkach And after that After you have been Yerushalayim Then you have Nidcha Yisrael Yechanes Then you have the lost Jews who are going to end up going into Yerushalayim. Let's read the passage in the Zoyar that is the source for what the Alter Rebbe is saying. Number five. The Kuchu Brichu Yavne Bey Mikdasha Bikad Misa. Bikad Misa means first. So first, God is going to build the Beit HaMikdash. The Yaskin Hechala. And he's going to uh, fix the Hechal that's within the Beit HaMikdash is that, you know, that tall part, the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. 
Yavne Karta the Yerushalayim, and he will build the city of Yerushalayim. So that's the building of Yerushalayim. Ulebasar, and after that, Yoikim Lameafra, he will raise her from the earth. Yoikim Lameafra, raise her from the earth. This is a reference. Isnari may offer Kumi. This is a reference to the Jewish people. The Jewish people will then, after Yerushalayim is, is rebuilt and erected, then we will have the Jewish people uh, return. As the Pasuk says, First, God's going to rebuild Yerushalayim. That's going to happen first. And afterwards, Afterwards, the lost Jews are going to uh, enter it. And there will be the ingathering of the exiles of the Jewish people. And then when the Pasuk says, That God will heal the people who have a broken heart. And put, ca- uh, and put bandages on their wounds and their sadness, that's referring to in other words, people are from death. So the, ultimate, the only answer to, to sadness of death is So the Zohar here is giving you the Seder that in this Pasuk and Tilim that we say every day in Davening, we're getting the order of Mashiach. One, one sec. What is, what's the order? Hashem. First, Yerushalayim is going to be rebuilt, and the way we're seeing it here, building Yerushalayim includes the Beis Hamikdash and the Rebbe Rashab adds and the Hashrach Hashchina in the Beis Hamikdash. So that's number one. Nidcha Yisrael Yechanei says, then you have Kibbutz Goliath, where the Jews from all over the world are going to come to return to Eretz Yisrael, and then the next pasuk is Harefer Yisraelev or Mechabesh Laasolisham is referring to Tchiyas which is going to happen uh, after that. And the Rebbe Rashab brings these sources, the, the Alter Rebbe, he also brings this Zoyar in this letter. And he says that what you see over here is that you cannot have beginning conversation that we're living through Kibbutz Goliath if we didn't have this yet, which is the Binyan Beis Hamikdash and the Binyan Yerushalayim. And so therefore that's the answer to tell this person, at least as of now. Now, a big question remains. But what do you mean? You have this other Alter Rebbe, where the Alter Rebbe said that Kibbutz Goz is going to happen before Mashiach. So that's a good question. The, Alter, and the Rebbe Shab is going to come back to resolve that uh, uh, soon. Okay? But first, the first point that we established is that, the, that if you look at the Alter Rebbe in, in, on the Pasuk Nitzchei Yisrael Yechane, it's based on the Zoyar, what you see is Kibbutz Goz is only after Yerushalayim, Beis Hamikdash, and Yisrael, Shashkin, and Kitzel. So Beis Mashiach is before after... What, what does Biyas Mashiach mean? Biyas Yerushalayim is built through Mashiach. So for Pashtus, when you say that Mashiach is, is, is um, excuse me, Kibbutz Gauls is after Yerushalayim, means Mashiach comes, and then he rebuilds Yerushalayim, and then you're going to end up having Kibbutz Gauls. Yeah, it seems like it's there, but... Yeah, it does seem like it's and the Rebbe Shab is going to deal with that. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Rebbe Shab brings more sources, to establish uh, his point, uh, he brings two Gemaras, will suffice just with one of them because it's the same Pasuk that we've been dealing with till now. The Gemara in Brachis wants to know what is the right Nusach for how to end the in benching when we say, uh, Is that the right ending for the Bracha? So the Gemara actually has two opinions on what the right ending for that Bracha is. Let's read inside. Rav Shesha says, If you started Rachem and you used the words Rachem Alamcha Yisrael, so then when you end it, you have to end Moshiach Yisrael. In other words, if the opening of the bracha, you're asking God to have mercy on people, then end the bracha by talking about self salvation for people. But Pasach Berachem, Pasach Berachem Yerushalayim, if you say, God should have mercy on the city of Yerushalayim, which is more like we do it. Then, then you end, you start talking about the city, then you, at the end of the bracha should be, which is the way we do it. So that is Rav Sheshach. So Rav Nachman Omar comes along, Rav Nachman says, no, even if a person begins the bracha saying, God have mercy on the Jewish people, still you could be, you could end, the bracha, by saying, build Yerushalayim. Aye, what do you mean? What's the connection? You started your bracha talking about mercy on the people, and you ended your bracha talking about building buildings. Ma'akesher between the two. Because the Pasuk says, Yerushalayim Hashem, 
God will rebuild Yerushalayim, and so then the lost Jews will be able to uh, enter it. So, when will God rebuild the Yerushalayim? Or in other words, the two are linked together. It's not two separate things. They, oh, two conversations. Oh, you, you started talking about people, you have to end with people. You started talking about buildings, you end with people. What do you, what, it's not two, don't, don't say it's two conversations. It's really one thing. Why is it one thing? Because when is Hashem going to rebuild Yerushalayim? He's going to rebuild it when the people are coming back. And because he's going to be rebuilding when the people are coming back, so therefore, you started off talking about the people coming back, you could end off talking about the city. But Rashi gives a little more clarity to what Rav Nachman is saying. But Rav Nachman, when you talk about your shrine being rebuilt, that's part of the salvation for the people. Why? Because first you build and only then the people could be saved. So in other words, you want to talk about saving people? A prerequisite to saving people is to build Yerushalayim. Because that's the only way to save the people. You have to which is the saving of the people, could only happen if you had. In other words, that's a must, a prerequisite to get there. So therefore, it's literally subsumed and part of. Binyan Rishulayim is a part of saving the people. So if you started talking about Rachem, Al-Am Yisrael, there's nothing wrong with ending with Bainer Yerushalayim, because Bainer Yerushalayim is the prerequisite for us, Allah Am Yisrael. This is the way Rashi interprets what Allah Nachman is saying. When you take a step back, in your Mosaic, and Rashi, what do you see what Rashi ends up saying? Rashi is saying is, Kibbutz Gullies cannot happen until we have Binyan Yerushalayim. That's how we understood Rav Sheshesh. So that about Rashad brings us in the Gemara, and the reason he's probably doing that is he doesn't want the sources to only be from Zoyar. He wants it also should be grounded in Nigla, where you see that Kibbutz Galis is after Binyan Yerushalayim, and so this is the source that he brings, this Gemara and this Rashi. Okay, now. <clears throat> now the truth is, all of this is only one layer of the argument. You follow, you asked before about Moshiach. We really didn't speak so much about Moshiach. Right now, the argument is very simple. The argument is, you cannot talk today that we're experiencing Kibbutz Galis because Yerushalayim has not been built. No base Hamikdash, no That's it. That's the argument. The next layer of the argument that the, that the Rebbe Rashab develops in this letter is, and you know the other reason why you can't say that what's going on now is Kibbutz Galis is because Kibbutz Galis needs to come about through Moshiach, as does Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Needs to come about, meaning there's a human being, a flesh and blood, who identifies himself as Moshiach, and we all accept that identification and he starts doing these things, then you could say that we're having Kibbutz Goliath. But without having that person, so then it can't be considered Kibbutz Goliath. That's another layer to the argument. And so, to make this point, the Rebbe Rashad brings the following sources. Number one, he brings from the Emek Hamelach. Now, the Emek Hamelach is a recent Sefer. It's not an old Sefer. It's a, it's a Mekubul, that Naftali Hirt Bachrach, and he lived in the 1600s. And he actually was a Mekubul that is the second generation after the Arizal. Now, for the, 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 the primary teacher of the Arizal teaching is Rabbi Chaim Vitaq. And most of when Chabad Chassidus is quoting from the Arizal, it's almost always through Rabbi Chaim Vitaq. But the truth is, there are other people who said that they are the proper students of the Arizal, and they have the teachings, and one of them was the Imam Kamala. Naftali, here's Bachra. He didn't learn under the Arizal himself, but he learned under another Makubal who did. And uh, there was a little tension between whether this is a legitimate book or not. And, there are, and what's interesting about Kabbalah is that Kabbalah Svarim, it's like there are some Kabbalah Svarim that Chabad Siddhas never quotes and doesn't think they're legitimate in a sense. And then there are books like that are in between. The Emek is somewhere in between. He's quoted many times, but some things, like the Rebbe said, like yeah, for other things where he's not quoted, so then I don't know, then maybe it's right, maybe it's not 100% correct or whatever. So it's an interesting safer if you're interested in looking into this... Um, into the history of the reception of the Emek HaMelech. Anyway, he lived in the 1600s. His book was printed in 1648. Easy to remember. It's the same year of Xerdes Tach uh, Anyway, the Rebbe Rashab here quotes from the Emek HaMelech. And he writes as follows. The Emek HaMelech says, Ubiyas Moshiach. He, the Emek HaMelech is paraphrasing the Zohar. But he clarifies the Moshiach thing, which is not so clear in the Zohar. Bias Moshiach. Sarek Li. It's You need Moshiach before Kibbutz Golis. And you need to have the building of Yerushalayim also before Kibbutz Galis. So what do you get clear here? You get clear in the Emek that there are two things that need to happen before Kibbutz Galis. 
One is Binyan Yishalayim, which we're already talking about, but he's also saying the person of Mashiach has to be present here. The Kibbutz Galias is Kaidan, the Tchiyas Hamesim, the Kibbutz Binyan Yishalayim Hashem. So you see, he's really, it's the same Zayar, he's talking about the same subject, but he's clarifying one thing. Kibbutz Galias cannot start without the person of Mashiach, the Rebbe adds this source into his letter, and so now we could say we have two reasons why what we're happening now is not uh, uh, Kibbutz Galias, because one, we don't have Yerushalayim, in the sense that we're referring to in this letter, and two, because we don't have uh, Moshiach. Then, the Rebbe Rashab goes, and finally brings the Rambam. Now, for the Rebbe, the Rambam became very important, but the Rebbe Rashab, this kind of brings it last. Uh, the Rambam writes, like this, Two, two quotes from the Rambam. One uh, from Halacha Aleph and one from Halacha Dalet. So first from Halacha Aleph. The Rambam writes, There is going to be a king who's going to bring the Davidic monarchy back to the way it used to be. He's going to build the base of Mikdash. And he will then uh, bring the ingathering of the people to Eretz Yisrael. What do you get from here? Both points. Both points you get here. Number one, Mechabit Simcha Yisrael happens through Malach HaMashiach. has to happen through the person of Mashiach. That's one point. The other point is, when does it happen? After Ubayna HaMikdash. The Seder and the Rambam is Meduik. And so therefore, both points that the Rebbe HaShav is making in this letter is pretty clear in this Rambam. You get that also in Halach HaDalid. Imasi, he's talking about Mashiach. Vadahir, Imasav HaYisliach. If Mashiach was successful, the, I don't know how to read this word, Vinitzach, Vinitzach, I don't know the exact tiktok here, uh, but he overcame Kala Umayshe Svivov, Uvana, Mikdash Bim Koymay, and he built the base of Mikdash, Vikibes, Nitche Yisrael, then he's Moshiach Bevadai. Again, both points. Kibbutz Gali is ha- number one, is happening through Moshiach, and number two, uh, uh, Kibbutz Gali is happening after Binyan Beis HaMikdash. And so the Rebbe Rashad brings these basic sources. He brings additional sources as well. Okay. Now, what about the Stira? Fine, very good. So you made a case from the Zoyar, the Gemara, the Rambam, that this is the order. Shiach, Yerushalayim, then Kibbutz Golis. Okay, great. This is one small problem. We had one line from Alter Rebbe, where the Alter Rebbe clearly said that B, uh, Mashiach is after Kibbutz Golis. So how are you going to deal with that? So now, in 11, the Rebbe Rashab is going to deal with it. Says the Rebbe Rashab, Anyone who wants to see will be able to tell that that quote that this guy was going around uh, quoting is talking about biruri. He's talking about biruri, sparks. And it says over there in the Mimer, and this is the language of the Mimer, so he's talking clearly about biruri, this idea of taking sparks out of klipah. He explains what does it mean. The Rebbe Rashab explains what it means. And basically, before we read it inside, the Rebbe Rashab's argument here is, oh, there's two different things over here. Kibbutz Goliath, in the sense that Jews need to gather the sparks out of the whole world for Mashiach to come. Yes, that Kibbutz Goliath happens before Mashiach. Right? Torah Mitzvah, Avodah, Torah Mitzvah, of making a dip, to use our language today. To make a dip that Avodah of making a dip which is gathering the sparks, and bringing them back to their source, that happens first, and then Moshiach is able to come. But that says nothing about human beings and a map, and where we're living, that's completely different, two different things. In other words, in simple terms, there's a difference between spiritual kibbutz galias and a human being, uh, a physical kibbutz galias. The physical kibbutz galias, Rabbi Rashab says, that is after Moshiach not only came already, but Yerushalayim was rebuilt, the spiritual kibbutz galus, the spiritual kibbutz galus must happen before Moshiach comes. That's what enables Moshiach to come. That we re- release the sparks from their captivity, and then Moshiach is able to take them up uh, 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 the next level. So let's read that inside. It says the Rebbe Rashab, the Indian kibbutz galus beruchnius. What is the spiritual kibbutz galus? It's a sifas, the kibbutz nitzutzei hachasadim. We're gathering the sparks of chesed. We're also ga- gathering the sparks of Gvura. And the sparks of Gvura, these are the sparks of Toyu, which become uh, cleaned out through the sparks of Chesed. What's happening here? Basically, he says, a Yid, a Nisham of a Yid is Chesed. Nisham of a Yid is Chesed. In the world, we say, there was once Toyu and there was a Shvirat HaKelim, and so you have sparks of Toyu all over the world. 
Okay? So Toyu, he says, that's Gvura. The Yid goes and uses all the Inyanim in life for Shem Shemayim. So now the spark of Chesed is being Mavira, the spark of Gvura that is in the world, and it gets included. So now in us, in the Chesed, we have the sparks that we worked on uh, in the, from the world around us. We are the sparks of Chesed. The yard of an Islam but we have to go down into Klipas Noiga. Through our work, we are able to clean out the sparks that fell into Klipa. And when we finish this job, then all of these sparks are going to gather together, both Chesed and Gvura. Important. Both Chesed and Gvura. Gvura is what's in the thing around us. Chesed is us. But both, the fact that we went and we were Mavara the thing, and now they're going to gather together, the Chesed and the Gvura, and they're going to go up a level to a higher source, Bechinas Echad Pashut, in the oneness uh, of God. Uh, so when he said that Kibbutz Goliath is before Mashiach, that's what he means. Mashiach could only come after we finish this spiritual Kibbutz Goliath, which is it's after this Avoidah of Bidur Hanitzos. In other words, if anyone told you the following words, Mashiach will come after the Avoidah of Bitter and Hanitzos is complete. You wouldn't, you wouldn't bat an eyelash. That's what you expect to hear. After the Avoidah of Bitter and Hanitzos is complete, Mashiach is going to come. So Rebbe Rashab is saying, that's what the Alter Rebbe means. When he's saying Kibbutz Goliath, that's another way of talking about Avoidah Sabirurim, of being uh, complete. But the, this nig- is a the Nigla Kibbutz Goliath is, is different than the, than the Sudashim Kibbutz Goliath. So what would emerge, uh, what emerges from here is that there's a little separation between the spiritual kibbutz Goliath and the halachic uh, kibbutz Goliath. So I think what you're asking is, how are you talking? Like, so then why should there be that type of uh, why should there be that type of distinction? Good child. One cause or other. It's interesting. There's one thing, it's It's interesting. The, in the letter that Rebbe Rashad says another point that I did not include here. He says, really, if you go deeper, there's actually two levels of a spiritual kibbutz Goliath. One is what he's referring to here. And that happens, and then Mashiach comes. But then, once Mashiach comes, the Mashiach does his own uh, raising of the spark. And it's also on a spiritual level. And that, he says, we do from here, you know, we bring it from one to five, and the Mashiach comes and causes the kibbutz Goliath, the spiritual kibbutz Goliath, from five to ten. And I, I'm wondering if maybe the reason that Rebbe Rashab is doing that is so that then, all of a sudden, in the same tkufa of when Mashiach is here, both are happening, the kibbutz Goliath, the Gashmius of Yidin, as well as the spiritual one. So there there ends up being, I'm not fully answering your question, but it's like a 25% of an answer for us. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, to conclude the letter that Rebbe Rashab, he, he uh, signs off with the following quote, basically. And what if the guy's going to say, Oh, you're throwing me zoyars and it's soitzes. What are you in my head spinning with this? I'm a push to you. I saw a line in the Alter Rebbe that uh, Mashiach is before Kibbutz Goliath. I'm a push to you. So he says, if so, so why are you opening the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim? Like, you can't say that I'm going to start using Alter Rebbe's Maimarim, but then say I'm a push to you that I'm not open to the interpretation. Then he goes, Then he goes, I'm not familiar with the background of this uh, expression, but don't hang your poisonous evil cup on, in the pen of the, of the, of the Alter Rebbe. Here's the strong line. A person who paskins incorrectly. If you show how Zionism is rooted in Torah, and in Chsidis, and he adds in parentheses, I'll have something to say about this um, 
parentheses in a second. So, who says if you brought a tzalan into the heichol, which is what was done before the first Khurban Beis HaMikdash, and like the person who brought, uh, I'm not familiar with this expression, and I'm sorry I didn't take the time to check it up, but who did something evil and disgusting in the Kedosh HaKadoshim, and maybe a reference to Titus who brought a Zaina into the Kedosh HaKadoshim, as the Gemara describes in uh, Gitin, and there'll be no mercy. So, uh, the the, uh, the Rebbe Rashab is, is very, you know, it's one, it's one thing to be, uh, to, to advocate for Zionism, it's another thing to, to start rooting it in Jewish and Hasidic texts. Uh, that's something that the Rebbe Rashab was not at all happy about. Now, just to, before we continue, because there's some amazing insights from the Rebbe on the subject, just a few notes about this. One, this letter that Rebbe Rashab exists in like a whole bunch of different versions. Uh, and it's not entirely clear why there are so many versions. It's possible that the Rebbe Rashab first sent it to Rabbi Shor, and then added a whole bunch of additional sources later, and then used it like, you know, for other people, like as a, as a, as a good text, that, you know, it's not only for one person, but again, again and again and again. So that's the simplest explanation for why there are multiple explanations, and that would explain this. It's a very odd to have a letter there about a Shab, where he says, Dach, and then he explains, this means Pinimis like, Rabbi Shor knew, any person who's a Chaz, they know what Dach is. But it could be that this was added because, like, once maybe he made, the Rebbe Rashab may have made it as a letter to be disseminated widely. People outside Chabad don't know what Tach is. It's like a code word. So uh, it could be that that's the meaning of the parentheses. And there's a lot of other parentheses throughout this letter. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know much about him, but the way he's writing, it seems like he is Rabbi Shor. But now, just to be clear, Rabbi Shor is not the one who said this. Rabbi Shor is the rabbi. And it seems that Rabbi Shor wrote to him, someone in my community has been going around saying this. Now, on this someone in the community, we don't know who his name is. Um, but we do have as follows, just be kids there. There, was a, there is a letter, okay, let's go back. There was a masker that the Rabbi Rashad had by the name of Rosenblum. We spoke about him at a shir last uh, summer. It's actually the Ma'ura, the shooting that happened. We, there was a shooting in the Rabbi Rashad's house. Did you, did you, yeah, okay. So, uh, the, uh, that happened, was Parshas Dvorin. So, it happened this week. Um, and it was related, all, uh, it was, uh, uh, so Rosenblum writes about this, and he wrote a, he was a Rebbe Rashab's masker, and he, uh, and he wrote uh, his memoirs or whatever, and they were printed uh, 20 or so years ago. So, in this, uh, it wasn't, a, he, he started, pre- in there he prepared, he has letters, a few letters of Fidik Rebbe, where we don't have from any source, other than Vir. And basically, it's 1901, three years before this letter, and there is a, he has there a letter to the Fidik Rebbe, where basically a Lubavitcher Chassid writes to the Fidik Rebbe, here's a donation for Teichetzmenu, you know, a donation. I heard Zionists saying, bad Zionists saying, that they don't like Teichetzmenu, because you guys are against Zionism, but I don't know what they're talking about. You guys are against, you guys are, you guys are against Zionism. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are great. I've been, I'm a Chassid, I've been around. I never heard anything uh, negative about Zionism, and I never see you're not like doing anything. And so I don't. I, you're not judgmental. Your Chabad's so accepting of everyone. So I don't really see this uh, this issue. So you know, we really need to get the word out there. And here's the donation for the. <laughs> this is this is and the Fidigrab has a letter where he writes back to it, which is interesting. I can't get into it because it's not the subject of today. Give him back the donation. Rabbi Ro- <laughs> no, he did not send back the donation. He accepted it gracefully. The Fitik Rebbe said, Parkeret, you're, you're not wrong. Okay? So it's a little confusing. You read the letter and whatever. It's, written, it's cryptic. It's a hard letter. But he do, the Fitik Rebbe doesn't come back and say, oh, by the way, you're not right. He doesn't say that. He, he, lets, the, he lets the idea live. Customers always right. <laughs> and, but Rosenblum, in this uh, semi-memoir that he's writing, he writes that uh, he makes a footnote and he says, the guy who wrote to the Fidik Rebbe this letter and gave the donation in 1901, he's the same person who three years later the Rebbe Rashab had to write that letter to Rabbi Shur again. So this is, this is the same person. It's not, it's just a, that's the same guy. Okay. Now, let's look at the remaining time of our class. Let's look at the Rebbe, because this is something that the Rebbe spoke about numerous times, and you're going to see that here is where the division between the two points before is so important. Because the idea that Geula, anything related to the Geula, however it is, 
Beis HaMikdosh, Eretz Yisrael, Kibbutz Goliath, that it happens basket through the person of Mashiach, that's something that the Rebbe said again and again and again and again. It was very, very important, and there was, to my knowledge, there was never any equivocation or qualification or minimization of that idea. On the other hand, the idea that Yerushalayim has to be built before Kibbutz Goliath, although you'll see that I've also had that and quoted that and said that and quoted the Zoyar and the Rambam, but that are both open to exploring that maybe it's not going to be that way. Maybe it will be the other way around, as we're going to see. So let's look at uh, the sources, uh, <coughs> number 13. So first, in Tavshem and Gimel, Parshat Chayisara, the Rebbe says like this, Yashonam atoyinim shenintzoyim ata betkufa deschalta degulu. There are those who say that we're living now, because of Israel, in a situation where the gula has already started. God forbid to say on the world that we live in in 1983 that this is, or 1982, that this is the time of Mashiach. It goes contrary to what the Rambam says, commonly ill, as noted earlier. The Rambam says, number one, Mashiach and the order is clear in the Rambam. Kolaymer shagulati aydem Mashiach sidkenu davka number one. We say that varn yeb aydem shabinyan beis amikdash yeh lifnei kibutz galus hambinyan beis amikdash is before point number two. So if you look at the Rambam, you get both of these points. The Rebbe quotes these points, and so therefore to to say that we're living through kibutz galus or as chata dugul or anything like that is off the table. Omikivayim. Here's another point that Rebbe said, and the Rebbe mentioned this many times. Shakol noisekleya Rambam. All of the commentaries. The Rabbi the Kesef Mishnah, who is authored, authored by the Beis Yosef, and the Radvaz, the David ibn Zimra. So the Rebbe quotes those three. Vechulu and all the others. Lo yisigu al divrei Rambam. They did not dispute the Rambam on this point. Hadezu achachav sheimaskim and ledvarav kiyadu aklav ben Yisus. It must be they agree. It's interesting when learning Rambam. Uh, a few days ago, I noticed that the Kesef Mishnah order of Ratzvaz asked the question on the Ravid, said, because you could argue, and you should argue, why did the Ravid argue? In other words, he's working with an assumption that it's like a child. How are you talking you're not arguing? If you're not arguing, you're agreeing. That's where this cloud is coming from uh, that the Rebbe is referring to. So this is earlier in the Fabrengen, in Tavshin Mem uh, Gimel. Why is the Rebbe talking about it then? No, not for. I'm sure. I'm sure things were specific. One second. Generally speaking, just for right after the state of Israel was declared, if you look at the letter of the Fidik Rebbe, he right away Bederech Remes. He writes a paragraph over there to show this is not the Gula. That's there. And, and uh, fine. After the Six Day War, he had a lot of stuff on the Rebbe on this. That's where a lot of the stuff is those years. Because that was the time when many people were mamish feeling that now that we even have Yerushalayim and the east side of Yerushalayim, so it's mamish Mashiach side. Uh, and then the Rebbe mentioned it dozens of times. Because I don't know, sometimes a few times a year. What happened here was the Rebbe would every Shabbos do a Rashi, and uh, if it was in the summer, a Pirkei Yavis, and after the Rambam, always a Rambam. And these were these were standard things in the Fabrin. There were years that also was every Shabbos, every Fabreng, and the Rebbe did a piece from his father's Torah. So I don't know exactly when that started. It definitely wasn't before Tashim Lamed Aleph. But when it's always a piece. So there, the piece in Chayasara that he was quoting was the Zohar that we saw earlier. That's in Parshat Chayasara, where he gives the order. And so the Rebbe went and said, the, the Zohar from the Vach, the, the Rebbe's father, the, my father says the following. And then the Rebbe goes in to say, and you see from the Zohar that it's not a Chalta Dugul. But then the Rebbe came back later in the Fabrengen and addressed the Zayar and said uh, an amazing uh, word. And this one I'll summarize uh, outside. The Rebbe says that there are two options for how you could structure Yerushalayim versus Kibbutz Gali. So, you know, like the most important person walks in to the dinner party when? First or last? Last, right? Walk in last when everything's ready for you. So now, if you say that you first have kibbutz Goliath, bring all the Jews to Israel, and then you rebuild Yerushalayim. So what does that mean? Essentially what it means is that the most important guest is the Beis HaMikdash. And you want the Beis HaMikdash to be built in the proper way. What does it mean for the Beis HaMikdash to be built in the proper way? I want all Jewish hands involved. So let's get all the Jews to Israel, 
Let's have them all there. Let's have them involved in the Binyan Beis Hamikdash. And now Binyan Beis Hamikdash happened in a, in a shalom takeaway way because it came about through all the Jews being there. That's one model. Then you have the other model. What's the other model? I care. They end up having the Beis Hamikdash, and that comes down first. And then when you have the Beis Hamikdash comes down first, it itself inspires all the Yidden from around the world to come and to be in uh, Eretz Yisrael. So now the Kibbutz Goliath is. Is, 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 is Bishlemos because it happened through the base of Mitzvah. It didn't happen through random things and tickets and flights. It happened through the area of the base of Mitzvah. It came and, and all the Yidden landed and come into Eretz Yisrael. So, in other words, in other words, put numbers to it. Um, Kibbutz God, bringing Jews to Israel, you bring Jews to Israel. You have a base of Mitzvah. Yeah, but if it comes second, then it's a full 10 points. So now comes the choice. Say, what's the What's the traditional Jewish uh, uh, approach? It says that Rebbe, the traditional Jewish approach is first you have Binyan Beis Hamikdash, and only after that you have the the uh, Kibbutz Gadol. What does that mean? What is the message that it's sending? The message that it's sending here is that Yidden are the most important thing. That Yidden are the most important thing. So we're we're compromising on the Beis Hamikdash. That's what he says. We're compromising because the Beis Hamikdash will be a better Beis Hamikdash if you had all the Jews there putting it together. That's a much better Beis Hamikdash. But I don't want a better Beis Hamikdash. I want a better body of Jewish people. I want a better Knesset Yisrael. And how do you get a better Knesset Yisrael when the Jewish people come to Eretz Yisrael through the Beis Hamikdash and not that they 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 not that the Beis Hamikdash comes through them? Look, read the last paragraph. The Rebbe says Zewa uh, actually, go to the last line of the second paragraph. And all of this, Jews are more important than the building. And to never get the building in and let the building serve as a vehicle for a better kibbutz Goliath rather than the other way around. Here's the era that we should all learn from the fact that Binyan Beis Hamikdash serves kibbutz Goliath. How? What's the era? There's a conflict between you have the Shlemus of the Beis the of the Yidin, and which one gives way? Beis gives way for the Jews. So if we were to take this into consideration, like, wow, like God's building doesn't come about in the best way. Why? Because people are more important. There's actually a, there's a famous Israeli um, poet by the name of Yehuda Amichai. Yehuda Amichai. Yehuda Amichai has... I just came across this a few years ago. I just thought it was such gold. He has a poem. and Obviously, in the original Hebrew, it's beautiful. I read it in the translation in English. He writes a poem. He's, uh, he's the most famous poet in Israel. Yehuda Amichai. He writes that, uh, I was in Yer- uh, Jerusalem one day, and I saw a Taurus, uh, lead- a, tor- a leader of a, a group touring, and... Uh, uh, the leader was talking to the people and said, you see that person over there wearing the white hat, carrying the bag or something like that? So to his left, that's from the Roman period. And then he writes, redemption will come, when you have a tour guide who says like this, you see that building over there from the Roman period or whatever? That doesn't matter. To the left of that, that person He's coming home from a hard day's work and he's going to go feed his children or something like that. That's the worst of it, right? People versus the buildings. It's a geschmack of art. That's what's happening over here. The people versus the building. I don't know if you say the Bayidim, but it's obviously Ketusha and Chayel. But that's the point here. That if we were to internalize this thing about how important people are versus structures, how even holy structures, so then that, that could definitely inspire us to be better at respecting the dignity of other people. And obviously, that's how the Rebbe ended the, 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 this subject. So it's not only a, it's a technicality of the halacha. There's a very deep philosophical idea here about why you need to have the building of Yerushalayim first, and only after that the kibbutz comes. Okay. Is now, the where it gets messy. Uh huh. Did the Rebbe ever mention or complain about that the Dome of the Rock wasn't bombed during the war, during the Sixty War? Because some some of them wanted to, wanted it. Right. Uh, yes, uh, Rabbi Gorin uh, asked the, the, I think the general there was, what was his name? Uzi Narkis? Asked him to, to, to bomb it. I, I don't remember right now if that ever spoke about it or not. 
Okay, uh, definitely the control issue was spoken about. Okay, so now with the, the last, the control, they get they giving control. Okay, let's. Okay, so really all this is very nice and clean because there's one consistent Jewish message, starting from the Zoyar and the Altarebbe, and then yeah, we had one technicality of one line from the Altarebbe, we explained it, but otherwise you have one clean message. But nothing in Judaism is so simple or clean. Zakta Medrash, number 15. Amr of Shmuel Bar-Nachmeni, said, Mesoides Agodahi. We have a tradition, an Agoda. I don't know what the word Agoda in this context means. That's been told over. A tradition that's been told over. What's the tradition? Ein Yerushalayim Nivnis Ad Shizkansu Kol HaGolis. Yerushalayim will not be rebuilt until all of the Goliaths are gathered in. It's the exact opposite message. Here you have a medrash that says Yerushalayim cannot be built until you have kibbutz and uh, galis. Um, because of... Now, there is a problem. I'll just summarize. There is a problem that the next line seems to be a continuation but says the exact opposite. Because it says, If someone tells you kibbutz galis happened but Yerushalayim has not yet been built, don't believe that. Because if Kibbutz Galilee happened, then definitely Yerushalayim has been built, because Yerushalayim has to be built before. It's the exact opposite of what Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni said. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says Kibbutz Galilee is going to happen first, and then Bin Yerushalayim. The next line, literally the next line, and it looks like it's part of his quote, says the opposite. What, you're going to have Yerushalayim first, and then Kibbutz Galilee after. So there are some people who said that maybe we have a Girsa problem and you have to change it up. But the, if you look at the Yalkut Shemoni, you'll see that the Yalkut Shemoni, which the Yalkut Shemoni is not an original medrash. The Yalkut Shemoni is a medrash put together, I think in the 1400s, where they collected from other midrashim and just put it together. It was obviously collected by a man named Shimon. So nothing is original to, to Shimon of Frankfurt, is the person who put this together. It's a collection of much older midrashim, Tanchumas and many other uh, things. Uh, like that. And if you look there, he has a much better version. Let's read what he says. And the Rebbe quotes this and says, this is the authoritative version. That's exactly the way it was in the first version. Yerushalayim is not being built until Kibbutz Golis happens first. So it's the opposite of what we've been saying the whole time. Kibbutz Golis needs to happen, then Yerushalayim can be built. And Rabbi Shmuel Narachmeni continues and says, and if a person tells you, Shanivnis, the Yerushalayim was built, but that beforehand the Goliaths weren't uh, uh, gathered in, I'll come and don't believe it. You cannot, you cannot have bin Yerushalayim until you have kibbutz Goliath. Shanamar, boine Yerushalayim Hashem, not achakach, nitchei Yisrochan, it's ki nitchei Yisrochan. When you have two clauses in a verse, you could say, first clause happened at 4 o'clock, second clause happened at 4.01. But you could also say, Four, first clause happened at 4.01 because clause 2 happened at 4 o'clock. That's a very normal way of speaking. The Ebishter managed to build Yerushalayim. You want to know why? Because before, the bottom line is the Rebbe says that this is the right Kirtan, the Yalkut Shemaini. And so now we have a view that's opposite everything we've been saying. Till now we've been saying Yerushalayim first, then Kibbutz Goliath, here you have Kibbutz Goliath first, and then Yerushalayim. Maybe it means an Etzaitzis. <laughs> Maybe it means an Etzaitzis. doesn't mean an Etzaitzis. does. So the Rebbe Rashab in his letter doesn't bring what we, this source or any alternative sources that are like this. Okay, so the Rebbe addresses... Yaakov Shemoni was already Yeah. is a very famous man. Yeah. Okay. Says the Rebbe in a later sicha, Tavshemem Zayin, the Rebbe addresses this. That year was 126 uh, going into 127 in terms of the Kapitlach of the Rebbe Rashad. So I guess everything ties into the Rebbe Rashad. Um, meaning Tavshemem Zayin, and he was born in Chafa Aleph, so you do the math, don't take off your socks, and it basically works out. So, so the Rebbe spoke about the two Kapitlach. Haschalas Mizra Kuf Chavav, is Veshuv Hashem Eshiv Asiyan Shir Amal Veshuv Hashem Eshiv Asiyan That's Kuf Chavav Talking about Kibbutz Golis Haschalas Mizmar Kuf Chazayin Is Im Hashem Lo Yivna Bayis Shom Shav Om Luvayin of Boy Right? Hashem Yivna Bayis Binyin Beis Hamikdash So what do we have? First you have a capital about Kibbutz Golis Then you have a capital about Binyin Yerushalayim 
And the Rebbe goes on in the Sikha to say that this is what happened by the Mishkan. Think about it by the Mishkan. What did you have first? First, the Yidin left Mitzrayim, Kibbutz Goliath, and then we had the building of the Mishkan. And, uh, the, um, and, and, and then the Rebbe says, so this Seder of the two Kapitlach is Masim according to this Medrash that we just had, the Yalchus Shemayim, the Medrash Tanchuma, according to Shmuel Bar Nachman, who Taka says, there is another avenue, there is another approach. And the Rebbe says that the order of these two Kapitlach are according to that other approach. Then the Rebbe goes on to say, now let's read inside. The second paragraph. This, this paragraph is very important. We have a clear psak from the Rambam and therefore his commentaries. That is going to be Bonamikdash from Kaimai. First you're going to have Yerushalayim. Then you're going to have Nitzchei Yisrael. But Avol became... Although we have a psak din. That is the, the city comes first and then the people... But we can learn from both opinions. So what just happened here? The Rebbe here is saying that you have two views in Torah. But only one is the Halacha Psukah. In other words, we're not negating the fact that there is an alternative view. But there's Halacha, because the Rambam is Halacha, and that's what we follow. Okay, fine. Once there's two views in Torah, you should learn Hayrah from both of them. Okay, fine. Even if it's not. Learn Hayrah from both. But what should strike you when you read this is there's one word here that's very, very interesting. What's the one here? Any, did, did anyone have that experience of one word here that, was, that caught you off guard? The word L'chayra. L'chayra doesn't sound confident. Go back to the earlier sikha. This is a psaq dinbar. No L'chayra. L'chayra means seemingly. Seemingly. It's seemingly we have a psaq din from the Ramba. Oh, so all of a sudden, we're not so sure if we have a psaktin from the Rambam? So look at footnote 19 in the Sikha. So the Rebbe says in the Sikha, why did I use the word L'chairam? Kiyesh Loimar, a person could argue, the Rambam B'Sifroi, which is halachas halachas, pasakdin seidar hamukhruch api halacha b'chol oifin. Maybe what happened here is that the Rambam gave an order, and the order is specific but that is only a worst case scenario because halacha has to deal with worst case scenarios and so therefore it paints a worst case scenario for Mashiach's coming is in a massive that first you have Binyan Beis HaMikdash and after that you end up having Kibbutz Galit but then there's an alternative model the alternative model would only happen if Akshar Dara, if the generation is, uh, is, is, a, is, is, is good, is worthy here, you could explore that maybe the Seda and the Rambam is in Miduyuk. This is something that I've been used in other examples. For example, the Rambam in Mishnah Torah says, no miracles. No miracles. The Gar Zavin Keves is not going to happen. It's a miracle. It just means no anti-Semitism. It's not a miracle. So, fine. How does the Rebbe deal with that? The Rebbe says that that is a worst case scenario. If we're in a matzah, that we're not Zaycha to the Gula, but it has to come because of whatever... So then you end up having that thing in a Sefer Halacha, Rambam gives you the worst case scenario, the minimums, basically, the minimums. That's what Halacha is also sometimes doing. This is at a minimum the way it needs to be. But if we're Mamish Zoycha to be as Mashiach, they were very meritorious, so then we can have lions lying with lambs right away, and then. So, that, so the Rebbe is employing that method that he had used there, and the Rebbe is employing it here, and saying that when the Rambam said, Binyan Beis Hamikdash first, Kibbutz Goliath after, maybe that's the worst case scenario. But it's possible that if Akshar Dara, then maybe it could turn around. And so therefore, it's only a L'chayra. The Psaq Din about the order is only a L'chayra. Now just take, let's just take a second here. So the Rebbe Rashab was fighting and pushing and source after source after source after source in this letter. Strong. That it's Dafke this way. Dafke Kibbutz Goliath is only could happen after Binyin Yerushalayim. And the Rebbe throughout the Nazis also mentioned this many, many times. And in Tavshim and Zion, when the Rebbe was speaking about it, the Rebbe said, L'choyra, L'choyra is that way. Not negating it, L'choyra is that way. But it's Lav Dafke because you have this alternative model, this method that's here. The Rebbe continues and says, when he says, Achshar Dara, he gives another phrase. The people get very confused by the meaning of this phrase. The bottom line is, it's, it, 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 the Rebbe explained what it meant in the Sikh and Tavshim Mem, in Dvaran Tavshim Mem, a very important Sikh about the subject. Kalu Kalakitsin Lagamri in this context means 
that Yidin, we, we, we checked all the boxes. We checked all the boxes and levels of our Avodah, which is not what the words Kalokalakitsin mean other times. Sometimes it means that all of the days destined for Mashiach to come is exactly the opposite, which is why it caused a lot of confusion. But if you learn that, Dvarim Tashemem well, you see the Rebbe uses the words Kalokalakitsin as we checked all our boxes, we did our Avodah in every way, in a perfect way. Okay, Sha'az, maybe then, Yibana Beis Hamikdash Melechatchila, the Beis Hamikdash will be built, Betachlis Hashlemus, Aidei Koyshrov, Shakoyshvela. Here the Rebbe is saying, may, unlike what he said in Mem Gimel, maybe if we're so worthy, so then the Beis Hamikdash will be the perfect Beis Hamikdash, because we're so worthy. What does it mean the Beis Hamikdash is the perfect Beis Hamikdash? When all the Jews are involved in building it, Koyshvela, instead of the Enkamakoy, man, we don't need to get into this uh, any further. Now, let's just pause here a second. This is only. To clarify, this is only about the order of Kibbutz Goliath versus Binyan Beis Hamikdash. It's only about that point. But remember, we've been saying the whole time there are two points. The other point is that all of these things happen through the person of Mashiach. That's something that the Rebbe mentioned many times, including we showed you earlier, and that's something the Rebbe's not touching now. In other words, the idea that Eschalta de Geula, Beis Hamikdash, Kibbutz goes, whatever it is, it's only through Mashiach, that the Rebbe is, is, not, is not questioning, is not walking away from. But the idea that within the world of what Mashiach accomplishes, that maybe the order could be the other way, that the Rebbe does open as a question mark in this Sikha in Tavshim Back to the body of the Sikha. The body of the Sikha, what did the Rebbe say? That L'chayr the Psaq like the Rambam, but we need to learn Ha'ira from both positions. So what's the Ha'ira that we learn from both uh, positions? The Rebbe explains like this. In Avoidah. What is Beis Hamikdash? Beis Hamikdash is stones, bricks. That's the world around you. The way you're fixing and elevating Gashmi is the world around you. What's Kibbutz Goliath? So Kibbutz Goliath is within the person. Within the person uh, uh, where you're fixing yourself. Uh, you can say, you, you know, you're, you're scattered all over the place. You bring yourself, your focus, you know where you are, right? So that's Kibbutz Goliath. So again, Kibbutz Goliath is Avoidah in Atzmai, basically. And Beis Hamikdash is avoda imazulas and with the world. So the 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 psak din is what happens first. First you have binyan Beis Hamikdash. Excuse me. So you would have thought the Rebbe structures it this way. You would have thought that you know the the normal way is First you fix yourself, and then you can worry about the environment around you. So therefore. This is similar to the view that says that first you need to have kibbutz galus. Kibbutz galus means first you need to be a mensch. Don't be scattered all over the place. No, bring your life into focus and become a mensch. Fix yourself, kibbutz galus. And after you have kibbutz galus, so then you could have where you start affecting the world around you, where you could start doing beisamikdash. But then we say the halacha is not that way. L'choyla. The halacha is the other way. Why? Because the truth is that we don't say that, right? Lubavitch, we're not mahadir to say that first work on yourself, and when you're good and perfect, then you can worry about the world around you. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Fakert. Throw yourself into fixing the world around you. Throw yourself into helping people. Binyan Beis Hamikdash comes first. And then that itself is going to help you and inspire you to become a focused person, to have a kibbutz Goliath within you. And so therefore, the halacha is that way. But there's value still, the Rebbe goes on to say, in both of these things. The Rebbe goes a little further into this goes another layer. But for this, we'll just suffice at this level. You can read further inside on your own. But for us, that's our, that there are these two types of Avaidah, and there's a good argument to be made for both. There's an argument to Taka say, I need to focus on myself before I go out to the world and deal with that. And there's some truth to that, and there's some application to that for everyone. But there's also merit, and in fact, more merit to the argument that let me get the job done, let me have a positive influence in the world around me, and then based on Mikdash, and through that, it will bring me to have uh, Kibbutz Goliath. Finally, and the last point is, there's a famous Sikha, and this uh, follow you mentioned this before, in Tavshanum Beis, where the Rebbe pretty clearly seemed to refer to the Aliyah that happening from Russian Jews to Israel as Kibbutz Goliath. Now, this is a little problematic, because, one second, Right? Kibbutz Goliath, but we don't have Binyan Beis Hamikdash yet. So really, that problem is solved a little. Because of that Ha'ara and Tavshemem Zayin, that problem is a little solved. Because we saw the Rebbe was open to the idea that you can have a Kibbutz Goliath without the building of Eretz Yisrael. But what about through the person of Mashiach? 
So as we'll read the quote, you'll see the Rebbe was saying that we have to hope that this is Kibbutz Goliath. So I think at least one way of reading it would be that, yeah, if Mashiach were to come right now, tonight, so then it's the person of Mashiach who's making this happen, and so then we're good to go. We have the person of Mashiach, the Kibbutz Goliath is happening, and it could happen before being in Yerushalayim. But what's amazing is that just a few years earlier, even that wouldn't have been enough because the Seder had to be, told Tashim and Zion, the Seder had to be that Binyan Beit Samitash would happen uh, first. But, again, once the Rebbe seemed to open the door, that maybe it doesn't have to be that way, only through Mashiach. So then, as the Rebbe is saying, yeah, if Mashiach comes right now, tonight, then this, what's going on in Eretz Yisrael right now, could be deemed as Kibbutz Gali. So let's read, this is, I listened to the recording. There is, the Rebbe wasn't a Gia. I listened to the recording and I typed word for word the way the Rebbe said. Rebbe was speaking the Avtacha from Suzaman Klaib and Idin Ma'arba Kampis Aritz Hatzichshayin Ongehebim Bepashtus. The promise that we're going to gather the Jews from the four corners of the earth, it simply it's, it began. Bizvanet as Mesetas Beinei Basar we see it clearly as Hat Ongehebim Mitamesher Zman Lifneza that it has already started. Umahal Shayin Itzran we're holding deep into Azoy Darfenhafen we need a hope that this is the case that we're holding by the Freitag Fundi Vayakal that we're Vayakal is Kibbutz Goliath that we're holding into the Friday, deep into the Kibbutz Galis. Which it began earlier. Like Parshas, because we're, we're already at Thursday. This is a Thursday night Sicha. We're already at Friday. So we're, we're already holding the Friday of the Kibbutz Galis. Meaning it was, didn't come about in a negative way. So Rebbe did seem to be calling it Kibbutz Goliath. The question that I, you know, whatever. The question we need to ask ourselves is today, do we have, it's a very, very important question. Do we have the right to say this Aliyah is Kibbutz Goliath? Because again, Kibbutz Goliath has to happen through Moshiach. And now it's, Right, to, right. You hear that I'm, I'm throwing out a question that I don't have the answer to. It's obviously associated with much, much larger questions that need to be dealt with. And there's one easy way for all these questions to not be questions, and that is that uh, before Tisha B'av we should have binyan beis hamikdash, and then we should have Mashiach, and then all these uh, shilas that we all have will go away. But anyway, that's this uh, that's this uh, uh, topic. So you have a fascinating situation where you start with the Rebbe Rashab is uh, very adamant about one way. But what's most beautiful for me was that verse from Tashim and Gimel. That the halacha is like the Rambam because the building serves the people and it's not the other way around. There's a lot of depth to that and it connects to a number of other big ideas from the Rebbe. So, l'chaim, l'chaim.